Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Raj Talia. I hope you're all doing well on this Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Hope you all had a nice weekend, stayed warm, stayed healthy. Uh, and as always, I appreciate the, listen, uh, the listens and uh, tuning into my content as I've mentioned before, you can check out various episodes regarding the NFL, anything that you may have missed for the 2023-2024 season. Uh, you can dive right into it, check it out. If you missed anything, uh, this is the spot to be. So, in today's episode, I want to go ahead and uh, recap the divisional round of the playoffs. We do have our final four teams. Uh, that are set for the championship game, so uh, going to be pretty interesting to see how it all shakes out. Obviously, there's two teams that obviously are in this spot um, after quite some time, and it's going to be <laughs> very interesting to see what happens. Obviously, you look at the playoffs and the season itself, injuries and you know certain rules and things like that have always been kind of scrutinized and that remains unchanged obviously coming out of this one as well so I'll get into that in a little bit but uh, yeah we had some uh, pretty close and exciting games for the, for the most part outside of just one game or so uh, every other game was was in play or in question a little bit um, and it was kind of fun to see how that all shakes out so let's dive right into it uh, the Texans and the Ravens uh, we're the first game on Saturday. And before I went further, this time with my picks, obviously, I was better. Three and one. Um, three of the four home teams obviously won. Uh, so there's that. But, yeah, you had the Texans and the Ravens. And it was a game in which, uh, obviously, a lot was anticipated in terms of how the Texans were playing and how they you know, had this unbelievable run here. Uh, and the Ravens, obviously, the number one seed all season long, have been one of the best dominant teams in the NFL. Um, and it took them a little bit of a while to prove it. But eventually, they uh, put this game away against uh, the Texans. And the final score was 34-10. Um, and look at this game. It was, it was really all about, you know, the defense early on, as, you know, both defenses had success quite a bit of being able to contain any offense that these two teams try to put forth. Uh, the Texans uh, had a tough time protecting C.D. Stroud. The majority of this game, obviously, he was pressured quite a bit. Yeah, Collins made some some big plays here and there, uh, but this Texans offense did struggle as expected. They had some spots where they could have been a little bit better, and they weren't uh, just because of the inexperience and because of the personnel, right? Obviously, uh, tougher game, tougher conditions. And the one big thing that the Texans could not do really was able to run the football. And because they weren't able to run the football effectively, you know, Stroud obviously was pressured quite a bit. And um, Ravens in the back end did a pretty good job. They were missing one of their starting corners still, but they played a solid game where the Texans didn't get those same big plays that they did. And the game was tight in the first half because obviously the Ravens after playing after a couple of weeks or so, 
and the game was already tight. I mean, Lamar Jackson and this Ravens offense wasn't getting it done either early on. But things flipped in the second half where the Ravens put up 24 points. You know, Lamar Jackson started to do what he's done kind of all year long, run the ball well, make some good throws. And they built some good drives. They, they kind of found their balance more so in the second half than the first half. And the Texans kind of went into a, a little bit of a funk offensively. They could not kind of match that. They went three and out a bunch of times. I think they turned it over once. Um, so it's kind of a game where Baltimore kind of played solid, played better, and executed better uh, in the second half than the, than the Texans did. That's what they ended up winning. Um, but hats off to D'Amico Ryan and CJ Stroud for having a successful season. Obviously, they surpassed expectations big time by having a winning record, winning the division, right, winning a playoff game. Um, all those things were tremendous. And they're a team that's a few pieces that they still need to add. They need to protect better. Uh, they got a bright future. They got a bright future. They can continue to build upon the success they had this year. Um, but the Ravens were dominant, played better. You saw Aguilar make some plays, right? And then you saw everything else kind of come into come, come focus a little bit, which was nice to see for the Ravens. So they carried that to a very dominant victory and uh, will be hosting their first AEC championship game um, in a very long time in their franchise history. And this is obviously Lamar Jackson's first AEC championship game um, at home. So uh, the pressure's only ratcheting up a little bit more, but the Ravens have, uh, you know, have that advantage at home um, and they've played very well as I said their defense uh, did take away a lot of good things in Texas did offensively a, a week ago or so um, and Lamar Jackson if he continues to kind of find his, his, kind of his rhythm a little bit it'll be great and obviously he got a big win right there was that whole talk about the playoff record and everything and you know he kind of put that to bed for at least a week and now the big time opportunity Get to the Super Bowl lies ahead next week in the championship game. The night game, I'm sorry, night that was featured was between the Packers and the 49ers. And boy, was this a close game. Something that I had thought it would be. Um, and it came down to a few plays and a few things of momentum. And the Niners escaped with a 24-21 victory over the Green Bay Packers. Um, it was truly a great game in which the Packers did come out and set the tempo. They did test those Niners and their corners and their defense, and they found success quite a bit in this game. Um, and Jordan Love had played pretty well for the majority of the game. Uh, obviously, he hit some impressive pass plays here and there. The running game as well was was, was huge. Um, but ultimately, these games come kind of come down to a possession or two, and the Niners did have some struggles, right? Debo Samuel got hurt with the shoulder. His status now for next week remains to be unknown, but Niners got hit with an injury or so late, right, Samuel early, and Brock Purdy kind of had to find himself throughout the game. It was a very uneven performance for him, but when it mattered the most, um, Brock Purdy stepped up and had some solid throws, um, that helped the Niners kind of find their way and win this game. Uh, I look at the Packers and defensively they play a lot better than I anticipated, but at some point in this game it was more of 
there were some missed opportunities, right? Love had some throws that he would have probably liked back. Um, you know, obviously there was a fumble or so that the Packers were able to escape with, but it was all about opportunities in the end zone. And Packers did miss a key field goal when they were up 21 to 17. Um, and that could have made it obviously a seven point game. And Niners kind of took that and, um, you know, was able to ride that to uh, kind of close the game out. And I mean, Jordan Love, yes, as, as I mentioned, he played well for the majority of the game, but his turnovers came um, in the second half, I, I believe. And it was costly because Packers had played with some momentum. They had some good things going. They had the Niners really on their on their back heels a little bit here and there. But ultimately, if you can't execute on a couple of downs or play or drives here and there, you get the Niners' life. They're going to take advantage of that. And that's what the Brock Purdy did, right? He found a couple of open receivers. He made some, t- made some tough throws. McCaffrey did have a good game. wasn't that dominant of a game that you thought he would have, but he had a pretty solid game for the most part. George Kittle made some plays. Um, also, Conley, the wide receiver, made some plays. And overall, Kyle Shanahan dialed up some good things down the stretch where McCaffrey obviously scored a second touchdown. I do think the Packers' timeout usage was kind of a, a questionable one. I mean, LaFleur could have called timeout a couple of times early uh, in this game, possibly. Um, but ultimately, Jordan Love had a chance. He was down by three points, a minute or so left. And he wasn't able to make it, make it happen. I mean, he took a chance on a cross-body throw, which... Those are the same type of turnovers that kind of plagued him early in the season. And he could have been smarter in that aspect of throwing the ball away. Uh, he tried to force something that wasn't there. And that's what the Niners kind of did. They were able to get a turnover. They, they were able to get turnovers when they needed the most. And overall, um, the Niners were able to take advantage of that, right? They, they played it well. They were tested quite a bit throughout the game, but they... They didn't break, right? And uh, I give credit to Steve Wilkes and the Niners for being able to kind of defend that. And uh, obviously with Greenlaw and Warner and how they play, I mean, for, for the most part, like I said, this was a game in which the Pack. It felt like a game in which, which more the Packers kind of let slip within the Niners won because, yeah, Brock Purdy had his struggles, no doubt. And... What kind of bound to happen after you play after a few weeks or so? And, and you know, there were some throws that you have, like, back. Um, the pass protection was poor. But it was just one of those games with the Packers, if they had been able to kind of execute a little bit more, if they, had, they hadn't had those turnovers, especially the turnover they had, first interception that Jordan Love had, if they didn't have that, then they may have been able to stretch, stretch a lead. This is the playoffs, right? And anything can kind of change in a moment. So you can't get something... At a certain point in the game, it will come down to come back to bite you. And that field goal miss was definitely one of those opportunities where uh, they they had scored that, got, gotten those three points. It would have been a big thing um, in the situation, possibly, and when the game could have been tied. So uh, the Niners move on. They host a empty championship game. This is their obviously their first empty championship game hosting at home in uh, I want to say a number of years, and so. Uh, they've got a lot going for them. Obviously, you hope that Debo Samuel is healthy and can play. Uh, but man, what a what, what a game! And uh, the Packers have a bright future. 
with Jordan Love as quarterback and this team itself. They do have to address that defense a little bit, uh, quite a bit. But Jordan Love did prove enough in this first year as a full-time starter uh, that he's definitely going to be their quarterback for the foreseeable future. And we're going to see how it all shakes out. But the Packers are looking good. They were competitive. They were a hot team. And the Lions were just better. They kind of had a gritty win, but they trailed, right? They trailed um, in, in this game, and they were able to come, come from behind and win. And so that was was a big thing for the Niners is being able to kind of come back from a little bit of a deficit. Things were a little bit tough and still win the game. Shows how resiliency the, you know, that Kyle Shanahan and this team are all together. Uh, capping off and moving on to the Sunday divisional games. Uh, we had the Bucks and Lions, which obviously was a highly anticipated matchup. I was with, with both quarterbacks in Mayfield and Goff, and ultimately Jared Goff played the better game. The Niners, uh, sorry, the Lions played the better game, and the Niners, uh, for the uh, Lions, sorry, uh, won 31 uh, to 23. Uh, quite a game. It was tight early and often. Uh, the Bucks defense played a lot better than I anticipated. Um, and eventually it kind of came down to a few plays here and there. Um, Evans got going right towards the end of that second quarter, that drive late in the game. Um, in the second half, second quarter was huge. And the Lions just kind of stayed to themselves. They, they really timed up their defense and their blitzes pretty well against Baker Mayfield in this offense. Uh, Todd, Bur- Todd Bowles was a little bit conservative at times in this game, uh, but give credit to the Lions and Dan Campbell for just having a, a really good game plan. You know, they really play with pace and style, and uh, the Lions kind of stuck with it, right? They weren't having success early in the game with a couple of things, but they kind of stayed with it. Jared Goff, they were making some solid throws. Then at least eventually Jamar Gibbs started, started to get going. Right? Sam Laporta and the tight ends got going a little bit. So the physicality, they they kind of started to match the Bucks' physicality. And the Bucks just had some stretches where they could have had some points. They could have been better. And Mayfield did have a you know an early turnover or so. And he obviously had one on the potential trying to tie the game down 31-23. Uh, but the Lions just played solid for the most part. They, they kind of took this game over in the fourth quarter, having a couple of touchdowns and back-to-back or... Other possessions or so that gave them a, a sizable lead, and Baker Mayfield played well for the most part. Uh, he did his thing. He did have a little bit of a few miscues here and there, uh, but all on the lines were just the better team. Uh, they found ways to get pressure, uh, kind of eventually, kind of not allow too many big plays at at times. Um, and Jared Goff was, was huge. His confidence level was huge. He played. A really good game for the most part, and the Lions fundamentally just played situation football much better. They had a much better balance, um, and they put Baker Mayfield on some tough spots in this game to convert some third downs and long conversions. Um, but man, the Lions just that crowd that the, the whole like uh, game kind of slipped when they were able to kind of find some openings in that that fourth quarter and be able to score some touchdowns just was was absolutely huge and the Lions you know they kind of debunked the whole like same old Lions thing that's been there for a while throughout the years and they are playing 
I think in their second championship game in, in team history or so. So it's going to be a fascinating matchup with the Lions and Niners. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, and uh, I think that Dan Campbell, the tremendous job, the defense, or Brian Branch having some timely blitzes or so was absolutely huge. And can't wait to see how it all shakes out for the Lions and Niners next week. And now that brings me to my final game to recap for the divisional round playoffs that's between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. And this was the one game which I uh, did not get right. And I had kind of thought this game was going to be this way. And Josh Allen and the Bills were not able to convert the opportunity, especially the one down the, down the end of this game. And the Chiefs ended up winning 27-24. to Um... It's quite a game. Uh, it, it really looked like it was going to be that type of high-scoring game back and forth, and it was. It was that for, for a majority of the game. Uh, and it was. It came down to a few plays, a few possessions, and ultimately things kind of broke the wrong way for the Bills, and the Chiefs escaped with a win. You look at it, it was a tight game early. Uh, you saw the Bills come out with a balanced attack. Uh, they ran the ball extremely well. You saw the tight ends get some things, right? The wide receivers played well. But one thing that was apparent in this game, and the Bills have been able to win, right? Um, uh, they were able to win a lot of games recently because of the way they were playing balance. And Stefan Diggs was someone that here and there throughout the winning streak was getting the ball at times. Sometimes they, he wasn't getting the ball. They were winning despite not having uh, Diggs have like a, a, a huge game or so. And they needed Stefan Diggs to be that difference maker in this game, in, in my opinion. And uh, he did drop one pass that was huge. That could have led to some points possibly. But the amount of targets, the amount of receptions, um, it just wasn't good enough for the Bills. They needed a little bit more of that for Stefan Diggs. And... Yeah, the Chiefs were, you know, obviously mixing and matching coverages and trying to take them away a little bit here and there. But as good as Joe Brady has been in terms of, like, play calling and all that, I felt like Stefan Diggs, if he had gotten the ball a little bit more, Josh Allen had looked his way, maybe a slightly little bit more. They had kind of schemed certain ways to get him open. Uh, maybe the game could have been different. Uh, but you look at it, it was back and forth. Both teams had an excellent rushing performance. But the biggest difference in this game was that you know, the Bills' defense wasn't able to get to turn down enough on, on the Chiefs' offense. Uh, and I thought the pressure of the Bills' defense would kind of get to the defense of Mahomes. And Mahomes wasn't, wasn't bothered a whole lot in this game. I mean, he had some moments where he was flushed out of the pocket, had to make some tough throws. But for the most part, this Bills defense just wasn't solid enough. And this was the same story that's happened to them in the playoffs before. Like they had some, they had their starting safeties in there. They had a few players, but they were missing one key player or so. And this Bills defense, their, their ability their ability to stop Patrick Mahomes when it mattered the most wasn't there. Right? He was able to convert some opportunities into points. Uh, they got a lucky break, in my opinion, on that McCall Hardman fumble, which... First of all, the Bills went for it, right, on on a fourth down and uh, a fake punt or so, which did not work out. And then the Chiefs turned around and they, you know, they had that fumble in the end zone where 
you know, obviously you come through the end zone, it's a touchback automatically. That rule with the fumble through the end zone, that that definitely probably will be changed because it's happened quite a bit this season. Happened last year as well in some games. And so that rule could be changed. But and the Bills kind of took an aggressive approach late in this game. They didn't pay for it. Uh, and their defense did make a couple of stops. But it just felt like Patrick Mahomes just had the answers to everything. And uh, there was a whole lot of talk. I started thinking, too, that maybe this was the game that Josh Allen could have probably won. And Mahomes just played better um, in some aspects, right? Uh, I mean, again, in terms of the defensive matchups, like, you know, Mahomes had success. And the Chiefs were healthier. Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey was a huge difference in this game compared to the last game these two teams played. Travis Kelsey was huge, right? He and Mahomes had two touchdowns, right? Uh, tying, I think, or having the most, like, you know, quarterback tight end receptions or things in the postseason. So you just saw better execution from the Chiefs. So, like, they weren't exactly perfect. They, they settled for a couple of field goals, right, on their early drives. But then they started to find something down the stretch of the game or so. And that led to a number of things. For the Bills, a lot of missed opportunities, right? Allen played us a good game. Ran the ball, passed the ball. It was his numbers high, not as high as it usually is. Um, but it came down Tyler Bass missing that field goal, right? And then the play calling down the stretch where, you know, Josh Allen missed one key throw. That if he had been able to step into this three touchdown Shakir for a touchdown in the end zone. And so it was just a few opportunities like that where the Bills weren't able to capitalize, right? Um, their defense had been, uh, you know, on the field quite a bit, but they still had a chance down three points. Your home crowd, you know, the, the chance to put together maybe a touchdown drive or so, and not being able to execute that for Josh Allen, this Bills offense well, was tough to see because they had a lot of success all game long, all season long during this win streak where they were able to convert and they didn't have that opportunities to develop, right? And so, I mean, it was a game in which the Bills should have been able to win, and they didn't because they put Tyler Bass in a spot where he had to kick a field goal, which he did have his struggles uh, throughout the season with some of these, these long-distance field goals, um, but the play calling could have been better in my, in my opinion. And then, except for Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, like that combo, that duo, uh, that didn't show up didn't show up in this game, which just kind of happened against the Bengals last year or so, right, where you just didn't see that, and so where does Stefan Diggs go from here? Does he remain in Buffalo, or does he not? It remains to be seen. Um, the Bills have been in a window. They've been able to accumulate talent on both sides of the ball, and they're just not getting anywhere with it, and once again, like the Chiefs were in the Bills' way. Like the regular season matchups, Bills were able to win easily, right? Or not easily, but for the most of them, right? But now you look at the postseason, the penalties, the few missed opportunities, um, you know, and then just to be able to execute, right? In a tight game down the stretch is where the Bills failed. And they had these struggles, um, you know during the season as well and that kind of ended up being the difference so hats off to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs like they had a great game plan you saw Isaiah Pacheco have a nice game you know Mahomes did his thing 
Uh, some guys stepped up right in the wide receiving game for the Bills. Yeah, James Cook had a solid game rushing. Josh Allen ran the ball quite a bit on a couple of downs, but it was a game in which they needed more for Stephon Diggs in that final drive. They needed Allen to be better than missing a couple of throws. Um, and I think that situationally, like the momentum, the, the Bills failed to capitalize on momentum that they had. Because if the Chiefs had scored that touchdown and you know that fumble didn't, didn't happen, it would have been a 10-point game or so. And so the Bills still had a chance yeah, for them to not to be able to execute that. Whatever it was, it was, a, it was obviously a full team effort, but they could have been better. You know, they could have been a lot better. Um, and they missed a golden opportunity, in my opinion, to be able to kind of play in an championship game because the Chiefs, a, a team that people have said that, and I thought as well that they struggle as an offense as a unit at, at times this season, putting up points. Um, and they were able to, against this Bills defense that had its moments, like they were able to move the ball and, you know, take advantage of some opportunities. And so, Allen was good, but not good enough when it mattered the most down the stretch, especially in that fourth quarter where he could have been a lot better, in my opinion. So the Chiefs, once again, are advancing to another eighth championship game. I think this is their sixth one in a row or something like that. And they're playing, it's going to be a hell of a game between Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes uh, in Baltimore. Should be a great game. And we're going to see two of the best quarterbacks in, in the conference go after it and uh, boy Lamar Jackson John Harbaugh against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is just all that you can kind of ask for so we're set up for hopefully two very exciting championship games in both conferences and I can't wait to see what happens um, with these with these four teams left in play and what ultimately happens who will book their ticket to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas <laughs>